Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hello and welcome to The Boldest. Tonight it's Phineas Flying's solo, that's me, uh, because Daniel is otherwise occupied. Daniel, aka Raphael, is otherwise occupied. Um, so I'm just just uh, doing it solo this evening. Before we go on, I should just say that The Boldness is all about grabbing your human rights, not just waiting for some well-meaning person t- to give them to you. And coming up on today's show, we are talking, I must actually just put out a trigger warning, we're talking about abuse in, um, abuse of autistic people in schools and day centres, etc. So so if that's, if abuse is a topic that you uh, find troubling or or, um, or have an issue with, probably best that you uh, don't listen to this show show uh but uh we'll hopefully see you uh next time anyway um coming up so we're coming up we're about to speak with the lo- delightful beck K- kelly who's on the the line all the way from bendigo how are you going back hi phineas how are you thanks for having me on and i don't think anyone has ever described me as being delightful so thanks for that well it's all part of the all part of the service i provide um in, on the radio, at least. Um, just um, <laughs> um now, now, uh, certainly, certainly, we're we're going to speak about something that isn't so um, isn't isn't so funny. Um, no, and that is that is uh, abusive, abusive autistic people in in schools and and in day. Day, day centres, etc. Excuse me, me. Um, what? Um, for those that don't know, what? What is the? What you being a? And I should explain. You, you're a disability advocate. That, mm. that's that's really in in the heart of what's uh, going on in Victorian schools when it, and day centres, etc. When it comes to, um, when it comes to actually. Being on the ground and seeing what's happening, what 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 level of abuse are you are you seeing in Victorian schools? Oh look, I mean, um, I, I mean, you need to you only need to pick up the, the newspaper every day or log on to a news site, and there's a news story <clears> that that seems to be um, popping up in people's news feeds nearly every single day in regards to abuse of not only autistic children or people with autism, but um, but also um, People with disabilities in general, you know, it's habit, you know, and and I think people seem to think um, that this is sort of a um, a one-off occurrence, or you know, but people working in the disability advocacy field have known that this has been quite systemic and going on for a very, very long time. But it took um, a very brave and courageous woman by the name of Jules. He spoke out um, very openly on the Four Corners project um, uh, probably about 12 months ago. And uh, she courageously told the, 
all of Australia um, her story of the abuse that she sustained at the hands of a carer in, in her um, residential facility. And, you know, she was raped and she was abused and, and um, left without food and it was just horrible. And that then uh, caused a bit of a knee-jerk reaction around Australia and then um, obviously what had occurred was the um, the inquiry, the parliamentary inquiry into the abuse of people with disabilities in residential care settings and that also covered educational settings. Now I'm an autistic woman and I have two autistic children and, um, and I was seeing a lot of um, what we call restrictive practices and seclusion happening in, in not only our SDS schools but also mainstream schools. And I've been very fortunate to um, actually call Julie Phillips a friend. Julie Phillips is a disability advocate from Melbourne and she is a, one of the fiercest women that I know, um, among the few other fierce women that I know who are advocates. And, um, and her work primarily focuses on um, educational settings and the rights of um, children with disabilities in educational settings. And so what my work primarily focuses on in, is the Bendigo region where I live. And boy, oh boy, does it keep me busy. Every day there's a new story and um, you wouldn't think so, um, but, but it is. And um, sadly, what we're seeing here in Bendigo um, and as you said, there is a trigger warning, so I would like to actually let people know that um, I'm now going to actually talk about some, some forms of abuse that I have actually um, been a part of uh, fighting for the rights of these kids. Um, things such as children being held down by four adults, um, and these are eight-year-old children, um, and children being locked into cupboards and locked into um, spaces that they call time-out spaces, but the reality of them are they're, they're windowless rooms that have the lights turned out and the locks placed on the outside so the children actually can't get out once they're in. Um, and we've also seen the use of martial arts techniques such as pressure points um, being used in SDS schools and... Um, you know, everyone was surprised with the coffin-like structure that broke in the news a couple of months ago. Well, there was uh, a school here in Bendigo that actually had one very similar, um, a wooden box, we called it, um, where they would lock children into these um, these wooden boxes and um, there was no windows or, or anywhere for the child to sit down or play apart from on the ground and they were placed in there without anything to keep them occupied as a kind of quietening time-out space. And, um, you know, that all comes under the, the banner of seclusion and, and, in my view, it comes under the banner of abuse. And, um, and you know, it causes trauma and I don't think um, a lot of people realise that trauma is, is, um, is sustained. It's, it's, it's long-lasting and it can affect you for the rest of your life. And, um, and the only crime these children really committed was the fact that they had a disability and um, were not able to, to control their behaviours or not conform to the school's behaviour policies. And, you know, kids are having food withheld from them um, as punishment. And um, one of the stories that I've actually um, read about in a report um, was a child who had sensory processing disorder and one of the... The main triggers for this child were hand dryers and um, and it was actually written into a behavioural management plan that this child had a fear of hand dryers. So every time this child didn't conform to the school's behaviour policy, um, the, 
the teaching staff would drag this child into a bathroom and turn the hand dryers on and put the child's head underneath the hand dryer. Um, and so, you know, these are, these are all stories that have been happening here in Bendigo for the last five, seven years. Um, and, you know, with, with all these parliamentary inquiries coming out at the moment, we're getting more and more stories. And, um, but abuse can be in all sorts of forms. It doesn't need to be physical either. It can be mental abuse by name-calling and shaming if people occurs quite regularly as well. You know, why can't you be normal like your peers? And, you know, normal for sitting on a washing machine for me, you know, quite frankly, and um, I abhor the word. Um, and so, you know, so that's, that's kind of what um, we're dealing with here. And um, and we, we really are fighting um, for the rights of these kids and of these families because they deserve the respect and they deserve a right to, to feel safe when they go to school every single day. And you've got to take into account that a lot of these children um, are non-speaking. So if they're being harmed, they can't actually tell their parents that they're actually being harmed. It's up to whistleblowers. And that's the whole other story there too with the whistleblowers who are being demonised for speaking out. You know, they're losing their jobs and um, and they're being blacklisted and they're unable to find work anywhere else. So, you know, and, and teachers are being scared into not saying anything. Um, they're being threatened with disciplinary action if they do speak out about abuse and that comes from up on high. So, you know, um, so we, we look for those whistleblowers who have the courage to actually speak out for these, for these people, for these kids. So that's kind of where I'm at with my disability work here in Bendigo and it's keeping me very, very busy and um, we're finding that um, not only Bendigo is um, is affected by this, it's all around Australia. It is a systemic problem. It's not isolated. It is a problem that has been going on for decades, really. Um, and um, But now... The, the Canberra cage incident and um, the incident of the coffin-like structure and, and just yesterday, um, you know, New South Wales teachers um, have been accused. In one case, a, a teacher placed a child into a headlock and dragged them along the actual corridor of the school when the child's feet didn't touch the ground whilst they were being dragged. You know, so these stories are coming out very regularly and um, I think, you know, it, it took that one story on, on Four Corners and the courage of Jules to actually speak out um, for everybody else to kind of find a voice. And, um, and I, thank, I thank whistleblowers and I thank God for people like Jules every single day for, for shining a light on it. And, um, yeah, so that's where we're at here. Well, why do you think that this... Why do you think these practices of... of Restraint and and seclusion are are allowed to continue and and in in well in the cases where we're we're learning about and and that are coming to, to light flourish. Well, um, can I speak frankly? I think you can. Well, we've got we've got a couple of factors here. So the first one is sometimes um, we well actually sort of one sort of um, I guess complements the other. We've got. Um, a system here who is, that, that, that is irreparably broken. And we have, um, I guess, an arrogant um, Department of Education and Training that is, um, is refusing to budge and change the way things are, are done. So 
for, in, for instance, you know, um, to get a job as an educational support worker, um, like an, a teacher's aide in a school, um, there are TAFE courses that you can do to actually um, train to become an aide, but everything's taught to you. You don't get in and do the rotations that you you would get if you were um, an education student at university. So you kind of you're taught something off a blackboard and you're like, you know, oh, well, that should be easy, you know. We'll sit down and we'll work with these kids and we'll, we'll help them get an education. But then the reality hits that sometimes you are dealing with different factors when it comes to, to children with disabilities and um, sometimes the training is just not there. So it's easier to restrain and seclude a child than actually find out why the behaviours are occurring because that's what's happening far too often. They look at the behaviours as they're occurring and afterwards but not beforehand. What is triggering these behaviours um, of concern um, and, and you know determining um, how best to avoid those triggers and how best um, to to manage situations when they occur that doesn't involve violence and abuse. And another factor is, is quite frankly, I think that um, that that sometimes they just employ crap people. There are just some really crap people out there who are getting jobs for the sake of getting a job. Um, but don't have a love or a passion for it. And that's not all. I want to make that very clear, um, that there are some very passionate teachers and, and educational support workers and also disability workers who really love their jobs and, and really care about these people and really care about these kids. But there are some people that just see it as a job and it's a paycheck and, and they're the ones you've got to be careful of because um, they're the ones who are kind of cold and sterile towards um, the, the, the person that, are, that is in their care. And, um, and so I think we need to be doing more vigilant checks on people when, when we are employing them in these positions, especially with very vulnerable people who, um, who are either non-speaking or who are... Um, you know, require high needs. You know, they're, they're a high needs client, and that can be autism and or disability in general. But you know, um, I believe that we really need to look at the education structure for people. Anyone who gets a job in these kinds of roles really needs to have some form of um, of disability training, and I think it needs to be at a university level and not a TAFE level. And they need to have a minimum number of hours that they've actually had experience in on the ground in in the schools or, or in the day centres so that they can get in there and go, well, yeah, this is really what I want to do. Or if they get in there and go, no, that's not for me. And so, you know, I think it's not that hard. But as I said, we seem to have a bit of an arrogant um, Department of Education that doesn't want to fold or bend. And, um, and they seem to think if it isn't broken, why fix it? Well, it is broken because we wouldn't be seeing all these articles in the paper and, and in the press if it wasn't broken. So now that's that, where I think we stand there thin. Now, there's been, a, there's been a call for a... Um, a well, there's been, been a call for a, 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 royal, a royal commission into... Yeah. into, into a, Abuse um, in a in Australia just around disability in in general, um, and it's it's interesting that um, and it's interesting that there is a 
obviously at the moment uh, you know the the government has has had uh, has made a commitment to um have royal commissions into um union corruption and um bill shorten's dealings but there hasn't been there, there there's no there's no uh disability there's no um royal commission into disability abuse and i guess we're also hearing uh, of people uh, t- test we're also hearing people testifying at the mo- moment uh it um in the in the just the the uh royal commission into into uh into sexual abuse and at the moment particularly of people within the ch- church now that's that's all well that's all well and good but um it seems that that's the only that's where we've focused our attention rather than on people with disability so my question in a very long-winded way is why do pay, why do we not pay pay due attention to to this to uh, this form of disability abuse uh, rather than rather than uh, everything else we're having royal commissions about well, we're living in a country now, Finn, that I don't know if you know this or not, which I'm sure you actually do, but I'm actually inserting a bit of sarcasm here. We live in a country where we have um, a former Prime Minister and now a new Prime Minister who believes that we don't require a Disability Discrimination Commissioner or a Disability Minister because, you know, there's no disability in this country, so why do we need it? There's no discrimination going on, so why do we need that? Um End of sarcasm, but um, I, I think um, look the, the, the balance is really out. You know, um, we're taking nothing away from the Child Sexual Abuse Royal Commission. I mean, some of I've been following that very closely, um, and some of those stories are just harrowing. But um, I don't know if uh, people have had an opportunity to read any of the reports that have come out of this parliamentary inquiry that was nationwide um, into disability, into um, uh, educational, residential and institutionalised settings. But, um, you know, there was a lot of sexual abuse that was going on and death. People died, you know, at the hands of, of... parents and at the hands of um, carers and and, um, providers and organisations. And so why shouldn't we get the Royal Commission that these people deserve to have? They deserve to have their voices heard, just like the child sexual abuse and Bill Shorten's union, um, you know, fiasco that went on. Why do, do disability lives not matter enough? for us to have a Royal Commission. And I have to tell you too that we really need to push for this Royal Commission as well. Um, It's only being recommended. So um, for us to be able to actually get a Royal Commission into all of the um, reportings from uh, the Senate inquiry and the parliamentary inquiry, um, we have to really band together as a community and write letters to our local MPs and ask them to advocate on our behalf. Now, there's a fantastic change, uh, not a change.org, it's, a, um, it's an end the violence campaign, 
Um, and I'm not sure if you've got a Facebook page or anything since for, for your show, but it would be great if we could put a link up to that. Um, but I'm on a um, radio program that I host here in Bendigo, which we're on a little bit of a break, called Real People Talk Autism. And I've put the link up onto the Real People Talk Autism page. Um, and you have tagged me in on Twitter on on, um, on your show tonight, so people can actually find it on there. And it's an end the violence campaign. And what it is, it's a pretty much... Um, it's very easy. You go, you click on the link, you type in your postcode, and the letter's already been written up for you. And um, and all your ministers that are in your area will automatically get sent this email asking for this royal commission, but also asking for something we've been wanting for a very long time. And that's the National Day of Mourning for people with disability who have died. Um, um, and that's what we want. We want we want a National Day of Mourning. Why shouldn't we have one? Um, these people mattered and these people um, should be remembered and, and memorialised. And um, and so it, it, it's an easy way. Or if you wanted to do write your own letter, write a letter to your MP and implore them to go into the Senate and, and advocate for a Royal Commission. We've got the Greens on board. We've got our local member here in Bendigo, Lisa Chester. She's amazing. And she's advocating for us here in Bendigo to... to um, to have the Royal Commission. She's been behind us all the way and um, and I have to thank her for that. But, um, you know, Rachel Stewart, oh, my God, the Green Centre, I mean, she's amazing as well. Um, and so we really need to do a push on, on um, getting these emails through for this for this Royal Commission to happen. Um, I don't, as I said, I read the um, reports that came through from um, the inquiry and some of those stories were just, harrowing, absolutely harrowing and um, and these are people who are no longer with us, who, are, who have died and um, they deserve to have their voices heard and um, and, and deserve justice. You know, we're, we're only going to make change by making change happen and so to make change happen we need this Royal Commission to, to go ahead because those recommendations will not get followed through unless the Royal Commission starts to happen. Now, uh, my guest tonight, not on the on the bonus on three th- CR, is Beck Kelly, disability advocate, and we're t- talking we're talking uh, well disability abuse. Um, mm. Now, Beck, there is also um, to also going back to going back to Victoria for a minute, and and back to um, aut- back to um, Autism, where, mm-hmm. where there's also uh, the government has re- recently, um, I guess, made a small, um, ma- made a made a small uh, acknowledgement isn't the right word, but but made made a made a small, um, well, I guess acknowledgement for one of it, but it turned that they're not doing things quite correctly, and that that they are having a um, are having a a parliamentary uh, inquiry into abuse in in uh, in schools and and day centres and the like. Do you, what do you what do you make of that? Well, look, um, this is a, a, sta- a Victorian state-based one, and they're calling for submissions here. On um, there are actually um, a few terms of reference, but the ones 
that I'm focusing on are the educational sides of it. Um, some of the other ones are, are prevalence of autism, which I'm sort of like, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> but um, but I um, I know that the prevalence of autism is important to other people, and so um, you know that could be included in your submissions for, for that. They're also um, they're also calling on. Um, services, what sort of services are in your area and what needs to be done to, to, to make things better. Um, and so I'm encouraging people, they have until March of 2016 to actually uh, get their submissions in for this. And it is on the Victorian Parliamentary um, State Government website. All the all the details there of where you can actually send your submission. Hey, but, and look, but, it, yes, um, we've, we're, we're actually running low on times. Okay, so, oh really? So, oh. so um, okay. so, <laughs> so um, just before you go, um, yeah, yeah, before you go, you uh, there's a there's a if we could sum this up really quickly, there's a girl with there's a girl you're raising f- f- funds for who yeah. uh, who. Who is autistic? Who loves photography but can't yes. afford equipment? Do you want to no. just give a quick shout out to that? Yep, definitely. So we're raising funds. We've we've so far been able to knock about 140 out. We're raising 549 dollars uh, for a 13 year old autistic girl whose special passion is photography, and um, her family are doing it tough. Her mum is a single mum, and um, I'd really love to be able to get this girl a start-up camera. So we've been able to choose a, a Canon camera from uh, Camera House in Bendigo. Um, so people can actually contact Camera House in Bendigo um, and they can um, make a, a donation over the phone uh, as little or as much as you like. Every single cent will count towards this. Um, we're trying to get this raised by Christmas Eve. I would love for this girl to, to wake up Christmas morning and have... An Fant- awesome Fantastic. Well, well, thank you very much for coming no, on. Thanks for having and, me on, uh, Finn. I appreciate uh, it. Apologies that we're apologies. We've run out of time. Tamil voice. <laughs> sadly, we've got to we've got to go. But Tamil voices are up next. Okay. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone.